and welcome to TFT Talk, the podcast where we talk about all things TFT. But also then I get to learn all the secrets. Obviously the podcast can't see what my hands are doing right now, but I'm making a big gesture. Have all the people in that, you know, country think that I'm from that country. And when they look me up and they're like, shut up, she's from America. Like, It's everybody's favorite New Yorker, Zoe Berkeley. And I'm the upcoming actress and co-host, Kennedy Alexis. Hey, it's Kelsey. I'm your favorite stage manager. Hi, it's Cassidy, and I'm musical theater actress and director. And I'm Braylon Willis, and I'm an actress. Hi, thank you for coming on Girls Week Episode 2. We're so excited to have you guys. How Thanks is everybody? Thanks for having us. Yeah, this is so fun. Good, yeah. Um, so basically we start out every episode asking our guests, why do you do what you do? And it's kind of like a weird, vague question, but what we mean is why do you do what you do in theater? So you can just start off by telling us what you do in theater and why you do it. So as a stage manager, I'm always doing the behind the scenes things. Like you'll never see me on stage. You'll just see me yelling at people and sending mass emails basically. Um, but I really enjoy the technical side of theater just because I'm part of the group that helps bring the production to stage. And what really drove me to live theater was the experience that everyone shares. And being in the booth, you get to watch both the stage and the audience. And it's so fun to see how that experience brings everyone together and how everyone reacts to it. Yeah, so I, I do mainly musical theater. It's like kind of what I've done for my entire life. And that's like my main deal, I guess, because you could say like I definitely have the most training in that than any other part of theater. Um, but I'm also very interesting, interested in directing. And that's a new found interest of mine just within the, like the last two years, like the end of high school, beginning of college. Um, so I'm really excited to explore that like within the musical theater world and within the film world as well. Um, but yeah, musical theater is kind of just what I've done since I was a baby and um, has kind of just been ingrained into my life. Um, and I love music. That's a big part of it. I think like singing is my main thing out of like the three. Um, so yeah. That was... For me, um, I mean, there's many things I love about acting, but if I had to say one thing, I think it's, I like to tell stories and you know as a storyteller it's something I've always loved to do growing up um, being able to hop into these different shoes and be that character for a day or for however long you know Um, I don't know I just I really like that something about it that I am passionate about and that I'm drawn to so Uh, um I love all of like I feel like we've all really been um in touch with theater um since like the beginning, since we all were born, like it's just always been a part of us in a way or like we're always drawn to it. But um, if you guys have any other passions outside of theater, how would you want to incorporate that into theater or maybe not, or you want to? So what do you think about that? This is like, this is very theater adjacent and like very much so musical theater adjacent um, because of like, like one of my main other hobbies is just music in general, um, like without a, without a theater context. So very interested in like either directing or being a part of shows like um 
like once the musical where like actors are playing their are like accompanying themselves throughout the show like things like that very interested in like the um like the composing side of theater as well and like how that works within them even shows like Moulin Rouge on, that was on Broadway recently with like using pop songs in shows like I just really like that combination of like the music world completely unrelated to theater and then the musical theater world and like the film world as well I think it's a very interesting like collection of ideas something that I I mean I don't really think that it's really different from theater because it can easily be tied to theater but something that I've grown like recently um that I realized that I like and I'm passionate about is dressing up I don't know um I just like to play dressed up or just to get cute or just to um put on an outfit that I normally wouldn't wear and I feel like I mean that's not really different from theater you can as an actor you you know, you're putting on costumes all the time that you probably don't wear normally. So that's not really different from theater, but that's the best I could think of for right now. So yeah, um, like I feel like just also like we we can express ourselves like who we are and our personalities through clothing, through our hair, through getting our nails done if we do that, through our jewelry. I feel like it all has a purpose whether we um, recognize it. Yeah, and Kelsey. As a kid, I was really obsessed with magic. Like I had a magic kit. I put on little shows for my family. You know, I was obsessed with it. I had books and stuff. Um, and recently I've realized that, you know, magic shows are just big productions and they have stage managers and they have production designers. And I think that would be fun to do for a while because it's a show. It gives me the same, you know, audience and stage interaction. But also then I get to learn all the secrets um, that a magician like uses on stage. And, you know, it's just something I've never considered as theater before, but it really is. So I'd love to do that. That's amazing. That is so cool. <laughs> um, I really liked all of your answers. I like the way you guys want to like incorporate like things that are theater adjacent into theater. I think that's like really cool and something that we haven't heard so much about. So I really like that. Um, since it's girls week, um, Kennedy and I wanted to ask you guys, um, kind of just like diving right into it. How do you guys think women are perceived in each of your perspective theater areas? Because like Kelsey, you are more behind the scenes and you're a stage manager, Cass, you're an MT and Braylon, you're an actress. So how do you guys feel about that in each of your own like sectors of theater? For MT, I think it's an interesting thing to think about because there's very much so like these typecast roles between um, like, bet like there's, there's very specific typecast roles that are like meant to be men. And then like very specific typecast roles, like the ingenue who's like supposed to be a woman and supposed to be like this princess and like all of these things that we've like kind of made up over time in musical theater that like don't really mean anything. Like it's like very much so these like things that we've set in place that like musicals that are written today still use. And it's like, it's very strange to me seeing as like, especially looking at it from like um, in like shows that are comedies, often like men are given roles that like often like people truly think that men in comedic roles like can do those roles better than women, which is very strange to me and has always been because I'm pretty sure all of the funniest people I know are women. And um, like, I just, I think that's very interesting because I really, really enjoy comedy. And like, that's always been something that I think I've excelled at and it's very interesting how 
male run that world is and even just just the setup of like the typecast roles is very interesting to me because I think like there's always like the short guy that like makes funny jokes on the side but like do you ever really see that from a woman in the same way or like those jokes always have to do have something to do with her being a female instead of like just her being funny so I think that's really interesting I think it always has to be like oh she's making these jokes about the female experience not like she's just making this making these jokes about being a human and she's funny because she's a human now going off what you're saying like it has me thinking um because something that I've been thinking about recently um especially when you're casting like a role is like what does it even mean to be a woman um and then you think about all these feminine like characteristics that you see in like the typical woman but it's like stereotypical because I mean I identify as a woman but I don't have all the typical characteristics like I don't really care for the colors pink or wearing dresses wearing makeup although I love makeup but I just personally don't wear it um things like that so it has me always thinking about you know um actors um theater film and things like that and I don't know, just going off what you were saying, Cassidy, I kind of agree with you um, in that aspect. And yeah, I don't know where I'm going anymore. It's interesting to hear like the actor's perspective, how like your you know, roles are casted that way and like written that way. Um, like on a tech side of it, I worked as a theater technician for a while and I was one of two females in our our theater who worked and I always felt like I had to dress the same way that the men dressed had to wear a belt like I was always given the easier tasks like they didn't expect me to go lift things and I had to like advocate for myself because they all had these expectations for me that weren't true I had done um weightlifting for years previous because I wanted to become stronger and people just didn't see me as a strong person. I'm also five foot one and that also caused a lot of people to be like oh why don't you go move the chairs we'll take care of the platforms you know. So it was a lot of me having to kind of do things without being asked to show people oh I can do this instead of um just listening to them to tell me to do other things and I had conversations with my one female um, co-worker and I asked her about her experience and she was said she's always treated like the daughter you know all the men were older and they always were like oh you're my little kid like you go do the easy things so it was a lot of just kind of fighting for yourself and showing others you could do more instead of telling them because they wouldn't listen yeah um I love all of your answers and I like I agree I feel like especially in the tech world is very male dominated I think just in the whole industry it's very male dominated like you have like male producers male directors like trying to tell like a woman's story and like of course like even characters that we audition for or like um shows that we want to be part of the roles are very much like, oh, this is a woman because she like has a pretty face or because like, it's very like, they very, it's very much like objectifying us 
because it's just like oh okay let's look at the body let's make sure like they look good and talent can come second and like the worth ethic can come second because we make sure like it's gonna sell because when people watch they like what they see and um you guys kind of answered this question but I'm still gonna ask it um what issues do you see in the industry and like how do you think we can change it I guess with like us being the new generation upcoming and like wanting to really make a difference in every aspect of um, the industry and, and like in a theater. I, I, you know, I see, you know, obviously race and, you know, colors and things like that. And it reminds me of um, a tweet that I saw the other day about the writer of Emily in Paris. I don't know if you guys watched that. I never did. But she was telling me how, because I think they had a nomination for the Golden Globes. And she was telling, she was tweeting, not telling me, she was tweeting about how um, when she first, um, you know, like told the producers and editors and people like that about her idea for the show was about some, um, I think her original idea was about for an Indian girl to be the star of the show. And they didn't like that. So she went back and she changed it to make it a white person. And then they said, okay, we're going to go and like, we're going to run through it. I don't know what the show is about. So it just makes me think, I don't know. That's like the problem that I see, I guess, is um, a lot of characters, like the actors are switched out by race. And so that's just one of the many problems I see. I think it's a lot of assumptions that people buy into, like assuming that I couldn't lift something or assuming that I wouldn't ask for help if I needed it. Um, and assuming that a white actress would get more of an audience than, you know, someone else. And I think if we stop buying into those assumptions and just kind of, you know, go against them, you know, at some point you need to fight back. And that's kind of how we'll move forward. Totally agree. I was going to say something similar and just that I think our generation completely has the power to like break down all of that and not, not let that keep continuing into when we are like fully grown adults in the business. I think that we completely have the power to like fight against that stereotyping and like fight against even like those typecasts that I was talking about before. And like all, I think all the things all three of us are talking about can come together in that and just that like there there needs to be a certain fluidity to all of it that just doesn't exist now it's all very rigid and these people think that this will make the most money or that like this man being the lead of the show like this white man being the lead of the show will bring in more money than a black woman like it's just simply like that is how people's brains in the industry work and it's because you have these very old men that are producing these shows and that's what they're putting out and it's like our generation has the power to change that and I think it's very important like for us even like in our class in TFT to like be constantly like pushing that narrative ahead and like so that we can get in front of it before like it gets in front of us. Yeah I think um it like just get someone that's right for the job and I feel like it really go I think people want like oh I'd rather have this white person be in this role than being like I want them to make sure they do a good job even like I want 
like and I don't know I just feel like it's it shouldn't be it should be just about the work because that's what we're all trying to do like we just want to get the job and like even for like um behind the scenes and in in like in center stage it's like get the person that's best for the job and if that's a woman then hire her or hire them hire him like it shouldn't be like oh that's a girl that's a black girl that's a person of color Mm, that's not gonna sell it's like I think um it's just it's really I feel like it shouldn't be black and white of course like see see my color like make like make sure that's like known but still just get the job done right with the right person who can be like can do it well I completely agree with all of what all of you guys said and I definitely think like we've talked a lot on the podcast in past episodes about changing the narrative and like making sure it's like it's not just about like like presenting like diversity in front of the screen but also like who is who is like making the decisions and like like when Braylon said that thing about how like the writer pitched for Emily in Paris and they said no like that's the stuff that also needs to be changed and I think I'm just curious like because I think we all say these things and on a past episode we were saying like we all seem to think this way but like we talk about this like big change that we all want to make but like like who knows if like everybody thinks this way and like we know not everybody thinks this way and even in our generation so how do you guys maybe not I mean I guess how do you guys want to be a part of the change or what what do you guys in specific like really think needs to be a concrete change that like must happen like as soon as possible I suppose I think <laughs> And this may be a little, I don't know, not petty, but I don't know. I don't know if this, I don't know if everyone will agree with me, but I feel like we need to get all the old people out there and hire some younger people who are not, you know, racist and not, they don't have like that fixed mindset and not, it's not even just about race, but like just all you know how old people like they have the fixed mindset they don't like the way that our generation thinks or the people after their generation thinks so they don't allow new things they like to keep it old and how everything was and so you don't see the things that we are experiencing things that we are living through um so just get the old people out there so we can start getting some real work done (laughs) this whole conversation is a big part of like why I want to be a director slash like maybe a casting director is like also something I've thought about is because like I want to be like directly a part of the change. I don't want to just be like supporting it and being like, yay, this is great. Like I want to be doing it. I want to be creating it. So I think that's a big reason why I like am interested in that field in general, because I do think it definitely there is work to be done from the actor's point of view, but I think the actors aren't always the people in charge. Like they're often the people, they're the people getting cast. And I think it's the people behind the table that like really have the work to do as a stage manager as a white woman if I'm in the room I feel like you know it's my responsibility to have a conversation with the people I'm with and you know that may not mean that I change any minds but you know I also have a choice to not be a part of a project that I don't support and I feel like that's just as powerful if you make a stand and you keep to yourself um like stay strong to your feelings and morals and you say like I don't want to be a part of this if this is how you're going to go about it um it it still was powerful and it makes a point and it shows the other people that 
times are changing and people are changing. And if someone in our production team feels like this, then there's a possibility that our audience feels like this and that might cause um, change. Since theater is very Americanized and I don't know, I don't know if, um, if this is, I think, I don't know if it's just me, but I love watching like international um, TV shows, movies, productions. I feel like they're way more interesting. Like I think like if if like any like British um, like playwright asked me to like act in their um, like show or movie or whatever, I would be like so honored because you really don't see um, Americans acting in um, like international things. You really only see any foreign person coming to America. And I, th I think that's so interesting. So would you want to work internationally if the opportunity um, arises? Yes. I, I like, like you, I do that. I've watched Black Mirror um, growing up. I watched H2O. So we're like all the way in Australia. <laughs> um, and there's like another show from Australia. I forgot what it's called. It's on Netflix and I just want to, I want to do that. I want to, you know, take the training and get that accent down and have all the people in that, you know, country think that I'm from that country. And when they look me up and they're like, shut up, she's from America. Like, I want to be that good the way we see, you know, when we do our research and we're like, no way, like they're from, you know, I want that. So yes. I love that so much. And now I've realized that I also want that. <laughs> um I think I I just love travel in general I haven't like gotten to do very much of it over my lifespan so it's definitely something I want to do more of as an adult and I would love if I could travel for my work and be able to do theater like in a bunch of different countries and not just like European countries too like all over I think it's like definitely something that um UCLA like even in theater 12 we got exposed to a lot more which is great um and I'd love to like continue to be exposed through that exposed to that through UCLA um I think I feel like I sound like I'm in a college interview right now Ooh, uh, that was scary um but yeah I think just something in general like I know that I don't I don't have very much knowledge about it like I do like British TV as you do Bray but um I think yeah, I think it's definitely something I want to look into more because Americanized theater is Americanized theater. And it's a very small bubble of just like this stuff that happens here. And there's so much that's happening out here. And like, obviously the podcast can't see what my hands are doing right now, but I'm making a big gesture. <laughs> and I would like to be exposed to all of that because it is just as wonderful. And a lot of times even more wonderful than American. I absolutely agree. I have never been to New York or Broadway, but I was lucky enough to go to London and see a show in the West End. And like back to what you were saying, Kennedy, like Hollywood kind of produces entertainment for money. And I feel like international productions are, they have a higher standard of quality and it's just, their, their focus isn't necessarily just to make the most money. Um, and of course, Shakespeare in the UK, you know, created the, like they do classical Shakespeare training, which is back to basics of acting. And I feel like, you know, that's a completely different experience than what we have here. So I would love to do a show in the UK. And I'm Iranian. My dad immigrated here from Iran and I'm an Iranian citizen. And in Iran, they have a lot of censorship. And I would love to bring a show to Iran and kind of underground um, resistance put on a show for people to see 
you know, what's being censored. I mean, Kelsey, you really hit it on the nose when, and Kennedy earlier too, like it's a very money-making industry here. And I think for us, it's like our passion and like all we want to do with our lives. It sucks to think that like that might be inhibited by like people who like don't want to like take a risk or like make choices or like, I don't know, just like do things that we actually care about because they're like, oh, it's not going to sell or it might not sell that like might not possibility. And I think when we're thinking about broadening our horizons and like thinking about working internationally, I guess we all have this idea that like that stuff like doesn't happen in other places. So like, I mean, I don't, this might be such a, like a silly question or something that was kind of touched on already, but like, do you think that internationally, like they don't have that same mentality of like money making? Do you think it's like really about like telling stories that are important? Because I think that that's like what we are trying to do when we talk about changing the narrative is like telling stories that matter and like making sure the people who are telling them are the ones who are like supposed to be telling them and like bringing them to the people who are supposed to be seeing them. And it's like, do you think that you see that happening more with like international theater or do you think it would happen more with international theater? And do you think we should be like that too? Which obviously, yeah. I can talk about entertainment as a whole. Um, I saw a post once that said, if you were to buy a plane ticket from the US to London and then buy front row seat tickets at a concert, it would be cheaper than if you were to just buy front row concert tickets here for the same show. Um, the way they film TV in the U.S. and the U.K. is different. In the U.S., you know, you go episode by episode and you can get canceled at any time. At the U.K., they make an entire season and it gets approved and then it gets aired. Um, you know, the, the laws are different. The priorities are different. I definitely think you know, how we do it here isn't necessarily bad. It gives chances for things to take off and you can, you know, any one person can be anything. But if a show isn't doing well on Broadway, it gets cut. You know, it's pretty cutthroat here compared to other places, I'd say. Um, but it's just different. Yeah, I think it's just generally relative, like, community to community and like even like company to company depending on like if it's like if you're thinking like Broadway or like a small community theater company that like is maybe still for profit in LA like those have two different like mission statements obviously and two, like two different goals that they're trying to achieve so I think it just depends like it, even if you're thinking like within America um I think there's different um like there's different motivations and that leads to like diff the different kinds of work that they put out. But then when you open it up to the whole world, I think it gets even more like vast and like obviously like there's people all over the world who want to make money with theater. Like I, I don't think that there's like one place where like, like obviously people want to make money. Like that's what it's about. But and like, that's what a lot of, sorry, not that that's what theater is about. That's what life is about for a lot of people. And like, I think that it's just important in changing the narrative as a whole, like globally, just to have the reason why we make art behind it. I think it's okay to make money from theater. Obviously, that's not what I'm trying to say either. But like, I think that just ultimately you have to have the right intention behind it. And if you have the right intention behind it, then you'll be making art that you care about and that is needed in the world. But if you're only doing it for money, then ultimately people are going to come see it because they have the money to come see it or it's a story that serves them. And yeah, I mean, that's why you have so many white old people in Broadway audiences, because they can pay for it. And that's, that's the theater that they're seeing. And then we're not getting theater to these other audiences that may 
need to see these stories more. So even if they're like, and I know this is something that you guys have discussed on the podcast before, but like accessibility and all of that, like even if we're putting these stories on Broadway, we have to make sure that it is getting to the people that need to see it. I don't personally think that, you know, America, the way everything is done is just for money, but I feel like internationally, um, they definitely have like an intention behind it. And it's like, obviously like Cassidy was saying, um, everyone like had like the end goal is gonna be like, is it gonna like, you know, make us some money. But I feel like in America, it's more um, like how you were saying, Zoe, they always think like, oh, before, um, you know, starting to get started on everything, like when they're pitching their ideas, they're like, oh, like, is this gonna make us money? Like, that's what they think about instead of like, oh, let's give it a chance or like, oh, these, you know, these young people have an idea, they have a vision, let's see if it'll work. Um, they're like, no, we want to make money. So let's just think about like, is it going to make us money? And I feel like internationally, um, although I haven't really seen as many, um, you know, shows and things like that from the international side, I feel like they would be less concerned about the money um, and more concerned about the art and what story they're trying to tell. I feel like this, or like, I don't know, I feel like I'm shifting gears at this point. Um, but um what I I guess in it easier for, for lack of a better words um what keeps you guys going because I don't know like in this in this theater world like unemployment is very constant <laughs> like we're not guaranteed a role we're not guaranteed a callback you know um so I guess just what keeps you going because it's like why I mean like I know a lot of people are like why would you go in theater blah 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 like um it's not like a nine to five you don't have like somewhere like a concrete job but I don't know like I think I don't know so what keeps you guys going for me I think watching productions and just staying strong on like the hope that um one day it's going to be me I'm like a manifester so I always try to not think about the negative side I'm just like you know like this is going to be me one day I always just say like this is going to be me one day and I don't try to think about the bad side so I think that's just what keeps me going is staying strong on um my belief and manifesting it I think my answer is like a lot of different things um I think just in general I like very similarly to Bray, I definitely go through, um, or this is, wait, sorry, different start of the sentence. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I definitely go through pits where I'm like, okay, like, what am I really doing? Like after so many weeks of Zoom theater classes, you're like, what's happening? What's going on? Like I'm preparing for a career that I can't do over Zoom, over Zoom. And like, it just like, none of it makes sense anymore. And it gets so stressful. But then I think, even like I like watched this and like really amazing bootleg of the last five years the other day and I was like that's all I needed like there was an audience there like I'm gonna I'm gonna get to see an audience one day like I think the main thing that keeps me going during COVID especially is knowing that that I will get to have an opening night after COVID and like have a full house and like get to bow to a full house of people like when COVID like is not a problem anymore. I think that feeling is what gets me going. Or like even thinking about being in the audience for a show after COVID is over. 
like even if it's the worst show in the world I don't care like I, I don't care at all it could be terrible and I would just be so happy to be there so I think that feeling is like definitely what's keeping me going when I talk about theater to people I describe it as my life force I truly believe I'm on this earth to be in the entertainment industry and to put on theater and you know really when I get down all I need is a show tune and then boom energy um like having this conversation seeing other passionate people in the same field as me gives me life um like I can't imagine for the actors you know not being able to be on stage right now but my entire job is physical um, we're about to learn lighting design virtually and it's not going to work because you need to be there. You need to have a stage to put lights on it to understand how lights work. So it's been really hard to remind myself, you know, we'll go back, we'll, we'll get there. My boss was laid off. So even when things go back to normal, like I'm I know of so many people who won't have their jobs, you know, and things will be different. So it's sad, but also the way that like the Geffen Theater has adapted gives me hope. You know, they're doing virtual shows immediately um, and continuously. A lot of theaters are doing virtual shows. I know Andrew Lloyd Webber like released all of his shows and is doing watch parties with them, which I thought was amazing, you know, to kind of keep, keep the spark alive. So, you know, seeing it in the world and knowing that one day we'll get back really is the best. Alrighty, it's time for Curtain Call. I'm your host, Kennedy Alexis. I'm everyone's favorite New Yorker, Zoe Berkeley. Hey, it's Kelsey, I'm your stage bender. Hi, it's Cassidy, and I'm your musical theater actress and director. And I'm Braylon Willis, your actress. See you next week. <laughs>